0: Welcome to the Save Point Podcast. I am Dan, joined here by Steve. How's it going, Steve? I'm I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah. Great. Uh, this is episode 16. Uh, we're going to be talking some Red Dead Redemption 2 and some of our favorite Halloween horror, gory, fun games that we like to play. Actually, our top three. Um, if you want to get in on the discussion with us, come and join our Discord. Uh, we'd love the interaction. Come and, come and uh, just uh, voice your opinion on that, on a whole bunch of other things, a whole bunch of other games also. Uh, you can find that really on any place that you're downloading us from, so iTunes or Google uh, or wherever at. So, uh, you know, look for that link. Uh, best place would be Podbean also, uh, that hosts our site. So uh, um, the link would be right there. So uh, just uh, click on that link, join our Discord, and join in the discussion. And... Um, We'll start off every kind of podcast, every kind of episode with uh, what are we playing? So, Steve, what 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 were you playing this past week? Oh, man, I'm still creeding them assassins. <laughs> still and them assassins?
1: Yeah, man, I, I haven't really had time to play much else. It's just been all Assassin's Creed every chance I get. That game is huge. It is so big. Um, I'm up to level 20 now. And I just took down minor spoilers for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I just took down my first Sage. Um, if, okay. if everyone, if, if you're playing, you should know what that is about now. Cause I figure I'm behind the curve cause I don't get to play as, as often as, as others who, who really care about Assassin's Creed. Um, but I just took down my first Sage today. It was awesome. It was really cool. And, uh,
0: I, I can't wait to
1: play more. And I, and I'm not going to be able to, I'm not going to be able to play more very soon because more games are coming
0: yeah <laughs> so, they're coming the broke october is happening
1: they are oh it's so fat like i have already bought two more games right like i remember a, i remember a time i remember a, an era where i would buy a video game and i'd be like yeah this is my game for the next two months <laughs> i'm gonna play this game every chance i get and absorb and suck out the marrow the bones of this game until it's a dry dead husk and mm-hmm. now i'm just like I touch it and I go, Oh, I touched it. Okay. Where's the next one? And I touch it a little bit. Oh, that's fine. Where's the next one? It's just like candy now. <laughs> it's weird. Bones and candy. <laughs> Bones and candy. <laughs> uh, I did, I awesome. uh, did hop on to the um, Xbox game pass. And they were added a couple of games that I've heard about and I downloaded them so that I will be able to play them one day, eventually, maybe, perhaps. One of them it was the Hello Neighbor, which I've like seen the crazy looking dude around a bunch, but I have no idea what the gameplay is. Um, okay. I think it's Hello Neighbor. That, that sounds familiar, but maybe I got that wrong. And the other one is Observer, which is a weird, like cyberpunky thing. Um, again, not very well known, but I've, I've seen, I've I've heard tell, and so I, was, I knew ab- about it. So I just went ahead and downloaded it. So I've got two new games, uh, downloaded, and I just haven't haven't got a chance to play them yet because Assassin's Creed. Because
0: <laughs> Assassin's Creed, yeah. is right there.
1: And and oh. it is called Hello Neighbor. It got a, it's a seven out of ten on Steam. Okay, sure.
0: Oh, nice. I got to check that out. I got to figure out. That sounds um, just the the title seems intriguing.
1: Yeah, it's got a creepy looking oh. dude and a and a crow. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> it's 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 October. This is our this is our spooktacular episode. So let's talk about creepy
0: things. So speaking of creepy things and creepy yeah. guys, Dan, what have you been playing? Yeah, Dan, you creep. What have you been playing, you weirdo? Oh, I've uh, you know, I haven't even picked up in over a week. I haven't even picked up Assassin's Creed. Ugh. Uh, it no, nothing against it. Like I said, I I think I'm just still burned out on on the open world aspect. So I've been playing okay. a shit ton, uh, just a shit ton of uh, Call of Duty. Ah, okay. Um, and it was kind of funny, just a side note, we were, on the last episode, we, I was talking about my friend and how she plays zombies or whatever. So, mm-hmm. you know, so she downloaded, uh, you know, she downloaded and listened to it and she goes, why do you, you really name me Bruce? I'm like, <laughs> 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 like, like, she goes, why? She goes, that is the, that is the most unattractive, like ugly guy name. <laughs> what? No, <laughs> like, no, no. I'm like you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna insult all of our Bruce named people. Uh, you know that listen to us. So, uh, so I promised that I would give out her gamer tag so people can, um, so get after her. No, okay. I'm not kidding. I'm not gonna. Give oh, her oh gamer I was like tag. yeah, yeah. What is it? <laughs> no, she should not be gonna give that out.
1: Listen, and if she's listening, hey Bruce, you listen to me, Bruce. <laughs> Bruce is the best name because it is Batman's name. Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne. Like how how could you be oh, insulted that's a by good that? One. Bruce Wayne. Come on. That's also a good the, one. The, the the uh the shark from or the, the mechanical shark from Jaws, they, they named it Bruce. So there's
0: that too. Yeah. So Oh Bruce Banner, the Hulk.
1: Bruce Banner. Look at it. look at these awesome Bruces. Yeah. You, you know what? I challenge you listener li- listener Bruce lady to name a bad Bruce. Name me a bad Bruce. I'll be bad waiting. Bruce. Our Discord link is somewhere close. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> Join the Discord. If you have an answer, let us know. <laughs> there are no ba- hashtag #no bad bruces.
0: <laughs> no bad bruces. Oh, uh, we're not going to start the hashtag thing again, are we? Nope, that was it. Yeah. It's done. <laughs> that was it. Okay. Are you sure? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh so no, I've just been playing a hell of a lot of Call of Duty. Um I love Kill Confirm, like I said, the last the last episode. So I've just been playing when I've been able to hop on, I've been doing that. Um and it's just I like it. I'm having fun with it. Um you know, some people are saying that the the multiplayer aspect of it is uh, like the multiplayer part of it, not the blackout, which is the battle royale or the mm-hmm. zombies. Like the zombies in the battle royale, battle royale actually is getting the highest marks and then it goes zombies and then the multiplayer is just kind of the same old thing. But you know what? I kind of like the same old thing sometimes. And that's kind of how I've been like the mood that I've been in. Okay. So just, you know, give me some guns I can unlock and some double XP and, and I'll take my Doritos and Mountain Dew and, and just, you know, <laughs> let's go. You know, so. comfort gaming is, is, is there's there's nothing wrong with
1: that. And, you know, different people have different comforts and your comforts change with time. For me, definitely any kind of open world game is a comfort game to me. So like right now, any, any chance I get, hop into that Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And Mm -hmm. if I'm not in the mood to like, you know, do a quest and whatever, I just wander around. And to me, that's relaxing and fun. And, and it's, and it's comforting. It's this, this it's what I like to do. It's why I've, I've liked, you know, Fallout 3 and Fallout 4 and New Vegas. Big open world. Even the first two falls are kind of open world ish. Yeah, um, little yeah. different loading screens. Big map. Um, but to just be in these worlds and live in these worlds, it's it's comforting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't want I don't want to jump to our to the thing we're going to talk about yet already. But Red Dead Redemption, the the first game, even though I didn't finish it, that again was a world where I could just live in. You can just exist in it for a while and, and escape to it. And that's, that's always fun. It's a good. Time.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Uh, to, uh oh. can I ask you a question about, about Call of Duty? Sure. So, um, it's been a long time since I played a Call of Duty game. Uh, and so this is Black Ops 4, correct? Yes. Okay. And there is, you said there's a zombie thing, uh, the battle royale, and then you said regular multiplayer. What is, what yeah. do you, what do you mean by regular multiplayer? Like so like you're death regular matches
0: and stuff? Yeah, it's like you have uh, what is it like? Um, I think it's called Rush in Battlefield, which is I think it, or or it's called con Conquest. Okay. Or Contrast or something like that. And and um, Call of Duty. That's like where you have like specific areas that you have to hold. Okay. Um, like zone they zone A, zone B, that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, you have your free for all. Um, you have your team death match. Cool. Um, you have. Uh, the one, like I said, is, is kill confirmed. So when you kill somebody, they drop a dog tag. Okay. Um, so your kill does not count unless somebody picks up that dog tag or you do.
1: Oh, I see. So if you shoot if, somebody yeah. from across the map, you have to go pick up the dog tag or you don't get it.
0: Correct. Nice. I uh, like that. And if somebody else picks it up, then that kill is denied. Oh. So it doesn't go after the kill count. So, I mean, you have these mat. What a regular... That's the one thing I really kind of hated about team deathmatch uh-huh was that like after a while I was like oh my God it's like okay I look and it's like okay I got four kills and we're already at forty two because the the limit's always sixty uh-huh so like i, I would go over and it's like oh it's like forty two forty five it's like I only got three kills i'm not I'm not gonna there's no way I'm gonna get a good streak up right. um but with this I mean I've gone down you know uh match games could last seven eight minutes easy. Uh-huh um and sometimes it, it sometimes it goes all the way down to like the last couple of seconds to actually get the last couple of kills if you're between two really good games so that 10 minute like window really you know and, and you playing you know an online multiplayer first person shooter 10 minutes in a match is a long time that's a long time yeah that's intense and it does it gets really really intense and and all that because it's like you kill somebody and it's like okay who's going to go run after the dog tag, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, it's, yeah. it, there's a, there's a whole different strategy to it. And, um, I, I don't know. I just, I find I, I was hooked on it the first year. And I think that was modern warfare three. Okay. It was the first time that it was introduced and, and I've loved it ever since. It's, it's what's made me stick to the call of duties. Like if they didn't come out with this type of, of multiplayer, I don't think I would have played any of the other ones at all. Like I wouldn't like I probably wouldn't even have touched this one. Okay. Um just because of that mode.
1: How's the how's the zombie mode looking? It's I, I played a zombie mode, I don't remember which game it was, but it was like World War ii esque and you were like stuck in a house and you had yeah. to like build the barricades and last as long as possible. Is it still that style or is it different now?
0: It's it's basically that kind of same style, but you're at different maps. Like the one okay. that I played in is that you're in arena. Like you're like a, a a medieval like Viking arena. Oh, geez, okay. Yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, with that, um, you still create barricades and all of that. It it seems extremely cartoony to me. huh. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's
1: it's zombies though, so like, yeah. how serious do you want it, right? True. I, don't know. I, don't
0: I, know. I think the biggest gripe is that like I think the graphics look better in multiplayer than they do in zombies. Oh, okay. You think they, they, like, they tweaked it down? Saying. It's like the zombies are the zombies look more cartoonish. Do you um? Are there ever a lot of them
1: on screen at at, at oh, a, yeah. a time? Okay, I imagine their yeah. polygon count is just lower, so that they can add more on the screen, and it won't take away from performance at all. Just, just, just guessing. Just guessing. Hmm.
0: What's up? So, um, <laughs> you look down. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. No. Sorry. I got my um. My uh, cell phone was ringing, so I apologize. Uh, okay. Um. But no, yeah, I, I I I agree with you. I think it's, I, I wouldn't say that there's it's overloaded with zombies, okay. but you definitely have a lot more characters running around and trying to do animations, and with how fast you're trying to move. Okay. And and that's the thing too is that like, like they did it with like Left for Dead, where mm-hmm. they put a whole bunch of zombies on screen, but they yep. made them really really fast. Like yeah. in here, you, they don't make them crazy fast. Okay. So I think it would just look awkward if they tried to put a lot of graphic into the zombie so I think that's why they made it more cartoonish
1: okay okay makes sense I'm, I'm, yeah I'm, I mean, I'm okay it, it's it. not bad though it's, yeah. it's really not bad if it's the just, gameplay is there that's fine yeah you want to hear something interesting about zombies an interesting fact sure <laughs> true facts about zombies <laughs> uh one of the reasons and this is a, this is a psychology thing one of the reasons why the the zombie trope of something that keeps coming after you no matter what is horrific to humans, specifically Mm -hmm. because we historically have been that kind of hunter. We, uh, humans have stamina. That's like the one of, one of many perks that we have over animals that we can just, we can run an animal down just by staying after it. Um, true. that was that was a a way that you know uh a prehistoric man would hunt sometimes is just to follow something until it got tired and then we could kill it and and there's we're the only ones that do that there's no other uh, other uh, animals on earth that do that so i think one of the reasons why uh, the uh, zombie thing is stuck around for so long and why maybe like um Terminator 2 is so awesome is because there's that thing that's coming after you and it will not stop there's nothing you can do to make it stop it will just keep coming no matter what and in our heads that is absolutely horrific because that's us that's what we do to other things and to have something to do it to us is is horrifying and I think that's why that trope has has stuck around for so long is because it's Something that doesn't exist in the real world, yet is truly horrifying to us as a people.
0: That is, like, <laughs> really, really, really insightful. <laughs> Come like for, that, the game, really for the game, stay for the insights. Yeah, it's nuts, right? Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, uh, speaking of, of zombies and and all of that, yes. I will share... Um, really fast, you know I said that my phone just rang. Yeah my it was my wife from up uh, who's upstairs right now. She texted me uh-huh. And we've been going through this debate since we saw the since we watched The Walking Dead on Sunday. Okay. Okay. And she noticed that Rosita, uh, one of the characters was wearing what looked like new sweatpants or leggings or whatever. I, okay. I just thought it was a nice look. From her backside, but that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> is it the? I, I think I think Rosita is the hottest one in the whole show. But Rosita's whatever. pretty hot, yeah. Um, but whatever. So so it does that. So we are go to bed that night, and um, she says, "I got a question for you." And she goes, "How are they getting new clothes in the apocalypse?" <laughs> I'm like, "I don't know. Like, where's this going, Bond?" And mm. she's like, "Um, she's like." You know, they kill the zombies. And I'm like, oh, I really don't want to know where you're going with this. <laughs> she goes, you know, what if they like, you know, if they stab the zombie in the head and it's like a newer zombie like that hasn't really deteriorated. I'm like, are you are you like suggesting that they are making clothes out of zombie out of human Skin and she goes, Well, do you think it could be done? And I'm like, <laughs> I like moved to the side of the bed and I'm like, I'm gonna sleep over here now. <laughs> um, so she texted me, uh. and she, all she put in there was somebody already had an answer, a whole bunch of emojis, and scary. <laughs> and she goes, Pig and human skin is very close, medical studies actually. Do analyze a wound repair on pigs to represent humans because the structure, thickness, and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Pig leather tends to stay stiff and can easily become bit brittle if you don't take care of it. Very breathable leather. It's also good. I presume human leather would work in the same way. So she's actually researching how to make leather um, out of human. And I'm done with being scared now. <laughs> she so. she's gonna wear you dude she's gonna make you into a coat and she's gonna wear you <laughs> I, believe me i love my wife and and we could have a whole nother podcast episode of some of the some of the dreams that my wife has had or even some of the questions that she has asked me um i love her i love her dearly i know that she listens to this so baby i love you and, and <laughs> please don't kill me in my sleep and wear me just get Hello really Clary's. yeah. <laughs> just get really bad
1: tattoos all over your body so that if she did make a bodysuit it'd be really ugly bodysuit. Just, you know, <laughs> just hedge your bets. Um I, I would say I would answer Bonnie and I would say uh in the post-apocalyptic situation of a zombie apocalypse, you've got people turning into zombies, going out and 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 dying and being gross and eating each other and all that. That's fine. That means they're getting out of their house and walking away. How many, how much clothes do you have in your house right now? If you were both turned into zombies and you shambled out of your front door, how many nice clothes are you leaving behind? Not one pair, not two pair. You've got enough clothes for somebody, you know, roughly your size for, you know, a month probably. And mm-hmm. so, if you're talking zombie apocalypse, these they might just be raiding uh, neighborhoods and breaking into a couple of houses, find some nice leggings, and if you take care of them, uh, you could wear them for you know a couple of months before you get a couple of holes in them or whatever. You can stitch them up, and then you can get rid of them, get some new ones. There's so many clothes just lying around. That's that's all it is. They're not yeah. they're not wearing people, you weirdo. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, oh well,
0: it's a good option though. Well. well. Moving on, yes, <laughs> so actually, um, you know, we did I know that you know where I was going with one of the things I was gonna say, but um, I think one of the we're gonna talk about red dead redemption too and and I don't think we're gonna give obviously, we haven't been able to play it, we don't have a copy yet. It comes out uh, at the end of this week of us recording right now, yep, um so, but I know I'm getting it on day one, I know Steve, you're getting it on day one, um yes. I know a whole bunch of people that are getting it, just you know. Um, just as far as personal you know people that I know personally um, are getting it we're really hyped about it I think one of the biggest things though ab- about the game is the the map size yeah I mean, have you have you heard about how big this map is and how big actually the download is I mean the download
1: the, the downloads insane it's somewhere around a uh, hundred gigs which it's different uh-huh. between ps4 and 360 or no, 360 the Xbox, um, I want to say the Xbox is bigger. It's a larger install, and I, that might have something to do with like 4K graphics or something. Um, yeah, I don't, I I don't one's know. One's
0: at 99 and one's at 107.
1: Yeah, yeah, so, 100. And, yeah, Xbox 107. Yeah. That's
0: insane. Um, it's absolutely insane.
1: I mean, the only thing that I can think that that means is, cause, cause the, the stuff that takes up the most space is dialogue and textures. And Correct. so if there's a ton of dialogue, which I've heard that there is, it's, it's all rumor, but I've heard that, that it is. Um, there's a ton of dialogue. And then if it's, it's a texture thing, if we're, I mean, it's, we're, we're on high end systems now. If you want to see crispy looking forest, you got to have the textures for it. So I could, I would say that the majority of that is sound clips and textures. And that just bodes well.
0: Um, I, I, I agree with you on that. Um, obviously the easiest one to say is, is graphics Uh you know if you're going to have this big size of a map and and obviously games are getting so much bigger because we have the space we have the development capabilities to do that yep um so obviously if we want it to look great and in 4k yeah obviously that's going to be but i think one of the bigger things too is is that so skyrim predicted that or kind of tried to do this and some other games are getting this going very kind of good with it like uh, very kind of good. That, that's great English. That's, hands. that's so um, good English speak. So like Assassin's Creed Odyssey does it. Uh-huh. But I think that this is going to be on a higher level. And this is why it's so much dialogue is that in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you're going to pick a way that you want to go, a path you want to go, but your decisions will affect the interactions that you have, but you're still kind of on a linear path to finish a quest. Yes. Like you have to go from this point to this point, and you do whatever at this point, and then uh-huh. you get the quest done. In Red Dead, supposedly, every decision that you make affects everything around you, oh, no so matter cool. where you go. <laughs> so, um, like for example, there was one, there was two people playing demo, and one guy saw this one guy, and he killed him. Okay, when he was asking for help. Mm-hmm. Um. And then like when he entered the town, they knew who he was and they're like, you killed our guy and blah, blah, blah. So okay. he wasn't accepted in the town. Okay. Now the other one is the guy helped him. He helped him and he went to the town and the guy ended up being like this big, huge blacksmith okay. or gunmaker, not blacksmith, but gunmaker and was Gunsmith. like, go and you always have a discount at my shop and people loved him in the city and are and, in the town and, you know, go and pick out a gun and you get a gun. So if there is huh. this interaction of if you make this decision and then this branch can go here, so your decision trees are all over the place, Yeah. obviously they're going to need that dialogue to back it up. Yeah, so I need think, all the options, yeah. So I, I don't think necessarily it's going to be a, a, a measure of scale. I think it's going to be a measure of, of decision <laughs> Of what? Possibilities. Possibilities, <laughs> which I think would be really good because they're yeah. saying that you're going to have – The same story, but you can go about the story your own way. Mm -hmm. Like no one person's story per se can be the same. That's really awesome. That's,
1: that's so cool. And that, that lends to replayability, which is, which is cool. And it lends to water cooler talk. Like, oh, hey, I went to this town and I did this and that. Oh, wow. I went there and I did this, this, that and the other thing. Oh, that's so different. Wow. You know, and, Mm -hmm. and if, if the game, goes the hard line and says if you do a you cannot do b you know and vice versa that's pretty cool um it can be frustrating sometimes like if you find out later like oh i killed that guy but you got like the best revolver from him and it's like well sorry like you scratched that off your list you know you can't ever get that that would be a bummer um but you know then they could rejigger it and be like okay well you killed the guy so he's not going to sell you the revolver but that cool revolver still exists in his shop. If you want to break in and steal it, you know, like yeah. they could still do those kinds of things. And that's awesome. Um, dialogue wise. The one thing that I heard was that if you have, I, I might be getting this wrong, but I think it was, if you have your mini map turned off, when you talk to people and they give you directions instead of quote marking it on your map and it showing up as like oh go here they will tell you descriptions of where to go and how to get there so if you're like i didn't hear that yeah i I heard that a while back i don't know maybe it's completely false but it sounds kind of realistic it kind of reminded me of like the radio Mm -hmm. station stuff and um in gta or not the radio station but like when you're driving to a thing and like they'll say something and if you die in the mission you got to do it again the dialogue will be different on your way there like they recorded you know four or five different um you know car chatting things so it's not the same every single time which is really nice um but like if it was like oh yeah that's up in in you know city two up the hill or like, oh, it's in city two. If you go down the hill and you turn left at the big tree, and you'll see a, 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 you know, it's off to your right past the lake, you know. And if it's that instead of just marking on a map, I would be more interested in playing that way than with a mini map because I like the immersion, uh, you know. I if possible, uh, a lot of times I have to turn on subtitles in my game, and I hate that, but I have to turn them on because I have to keep the volume down because it's nighttime and the kids are asleep. <laughs> but playing my way, crank up the volume. Um yep. so I might have to not do that, otherwise I'd be doing a ton of reading. Um but if that is an option in the game, I am totally gonna check it out because that sounds amazing.
0: It does, it does. Um to just a little side note, uh this week I was able to Bonnie did take the child um and they went shopping for a bit, and I was able to turn the surround sound on and play Call of Duty, and that was fucking <laughs> awesome. Like I just cranked it. Um, <laughs> I love and then that. I have uh, and you've seen this because you've seen pictures of my basement. Uh-huh. I have a ledge that has like RGB lights that can flash to different colors or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I have a sensor right near one of them and it's right near the um, it's right near the speaker to the surround sound. Uh-huh. So I can put it on sensitivity and it will <laughs> flash different colors. It's like every time I shot my gun, the, the lights were going on. Oh, was, it was. Oh, uh, that's amazing. Uh, Oh man! But um, yeah, no, I I think, uh, I think exactly. I like that immersion. In fact, I kind of like that about the once again going back to Assassin's Creed. Uh They had that where we can tell you exactly where to go, or you can try to explore where to get to go and find things. Yeah, Um, you got that point. You got the option at the beginning of the game. Um, I think the thing that will separate this though is. Um, rockstar has very unforgiving games. Uh You make a decision, you better make that decision because this is what's going to happen. And if that happens, then it happens and you're done whether or not you like it or not. I mean, and that's the one thing I kind of respect about rockstar. Uh Um, I mean, they don't have, they don't care. Like they're like, we're going to make this and this is what's going to happen in the game. We're not going to cater to people. I mean, just look at the GTA stuff. Look at, look at the boundaries they pushed with GTA. Sure. Yeah. Um, You know, I think the only game that they ever really ever caved in on, and I was kind of pissed off about it, but I understand why, so I can't hold it, was Bully. Remember in Bully, you were supposed to be the bully? Yes. And then they changed that and they kind of made you like the hero. Yeah, you were being
1: bullied or you were like, it was more like an anti hero thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So they kind of changed that because of the initial things. So I think that's really the only time they ever caved, and I think that that's why we'll never really ever see a bully two,
1: Okay.
0: Because I don't think, I think they'll, they don't want to, they want to make a game, but it's not the game that they wanted to make. And I think, I mean, bully was good, but I don't think bully was, I think they kind of put that in the past of like, well, yeah, we're going to say we did it, but we really don't like to talk about it. Yeah. Sort of thing.
1: I mean, bully is a, I, I play, I didn't finish it. I played some of it and, I want to say, like, because of the subject matter and because of the American school system and what it goes through from a day to day nowadays, I don't think they can touch and do a bully the way that they want to. They can't. They just can't do it. I mean,
0: it'd be way too controversial.
1: Yeah. A a, a true bully now is either, um, cyber stalking somebody or shooting up the place, right? and both right. both can have deadly consequences and that's just not funny that's not fun um you know i would be okay if they did it in like a 1950s bully right where you've got like like think about like back to the future you know and you got like mcfly yeah. and you've got biff and like that kind of bullying um which is like they kind of had a bit of that like retroy you know but like the whole thing with rockstar is they do um Oh, geez, what's that called? You, you, they, they make fun of the subject. Um, it's, it's, they patronize uh, it. Patronize it? No. Mm-hmm. They, it's a, oh, geez, why can't I think of the word? It started with an S, I think. It's an S word. Satire? So, yeah, satire. Thank you so much. They do satire, right? The, okay. the whole thing with, with Grand Theft Auto is, it's a satire of, of American, um, criminal culture. Uh, yep. and, or like, um, even even with um with Red Dead Redemption, it was is it was a satire of the Old West. It, there there are no like it's not a, a a historical period piece. It's not like how Assassin's Creed says we're making the city, we're trying to make it as as accurate as it was to the time period and blah blah blah. That, that's not what Rockstar does. And it was the same thing with bullies. Is they were doing this satire on on being a bully. And I think the only way they could get away with doing not even a sequel, but just like I wouldn't even call it a reboot, just like another one. It would be like you know, 1950s, 1940s, 50s, that kind of you know that style, because that mm-hmm. was a different era, in an era that you can do a, a a satire of, and people might be interested in it. To do it, to do it with current days, no, nobody would think that's funny. It would just feel like it's in no. bad taste. Um, absolutely and, and it, i
0: think that that's why they won't
1: do it yeah no it's not that they can't it's just that they won't because it's it's in bad taste even with grand theft auto like they toe the line with a lot of that stuff that they put in there um and if you are you know a cop or if you're in law enforcement or if you are a criminal like some of that stuff in there you'd probably as you're playing you're like, that's not really that funny but i guess if you're not you know in the life then it is kind of funny i don't know
0: but no i i agree yeah. with you um you know, like we said, I, I just think it, it'll end up hurting, hurting their image as a powerhouse, game, uh, you know, developer. Like, yeah, for sure. Why did you need to do this? You didn't need to do this, um, oh, and Max I think Payne. that that's why we won't see a bully. It, it, um, uh,
1: Max Payne was, um, that's Rockstar too, isn't it? In Remedy. Correct. Yeah,
0: I, I think have, Max Payne is.
1: I have had this mouse pad. I'm showing it to you. People can't see it. Oh wow! It. it is the original uh mouse pad that came with the the first Max Payne PC game. And it's been my mouse pad ever since I bought that game. And huh. so I look down every day I grab my mouse, I see New York, Fugitive Undercover Cop, Nothing to Lose, <laughs> Max Payne. That's awesome. Oh, that's a great series. That's awesome. But again, sat um, satire on the whole um, you know, detective correct. noir deal. Correct. Um,
0: just a little bit of other information about this, and obviously we're going to be covering our reactions on our next, uh, episode. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, it is a prequel to Red Dead Redemption, the first one. It's set, um, you know, so it's not set before that. Um, and then, uh, let's see. It's set in 1899. It follows the story of Arthur Morgan, a member of the Dutch Van der Linde Game. Yes. Um,. I wish, you know, the online aspect, I wish we can, you know, name our own gang because I got a couple of ideas for that. But uh, I don't know <laughs> if you can or not. Uh, there is going to be an open, um, what is it? there is going to be an online multiplayer component. You can create your own gang and do bank heist and, and uh, you know, basically be outlaws. But obviously they do have uh, um, uh, a single player aspect to it. Uh, They're saying that it's going to take around 60 hours to to complete the story. But remember, I mean, depending on what you actually do and how you can I mean, you can go on for hours in this game. I guarantee it. Um,
1: If that that 60 hours is just the main quest, that's huge. Because, I mean, side quests will double that. Probably if you if you go and want to do everything on the map, you're talking, you know, 120, 150 hour game. Probably that's incredible.
0: And they're saying that this is the biggest map that they've ever done. I've seen, um, I've seen the map. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I, I was, I wasn't going to spoil. <laughs> so, um, I haven't seen the map. Okay. Um, I've kind of taken it upon because we were talking about this in our Discord. Once again, join our Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, talking a little bit about this is, um, we had one person that just hasn't been watching any of the trailers. He wants to be completely surprised. That's cool. You know, he doesn't want to have any, you know, he's getting it. He just doesn't want to know anything about it. Um, was completely surprised about it. So, um, I've kind of taken that ever after I watched the first, like two official trailers, gameplay trailers. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I got a gist of it now. Now I'm kind of done with it. Um, uh, the what I was talking about earlier, the game will continue to use the honor system from its predecessor Red Dead Redemption, which is based on how players' interactions with non-playable characters NPCs) will affect how settlements, towns, and other groups will react towards Morgan. Um, which cool. I think is really really cool. Um, the other thing too that I want to talk about is, you know, a lot of these um, open worlds have empty spaces. Yes. Okay. Yep. So, and what I mean by empty spaces is either you run and there's nothing there or you can go to a building and if you realize it, all you're doing is you're hitting a line that you have to go up. You're hitting a part of data, a part of the game development that you have to go up. If you would actually move through that wall, there's nothing there. So, there's nothing developed inside of that. Sure. It's an empty shell. Yeah. Yeah. It's an empty shell. Supposedly in this, every building you can go into and it has an interior. Huh. That's a yeah. that's a bold claim. Uh that's with a very
1: bold claim. With or without load screen. Supposedly without. See so that's that would be really, really awesome. Cause I know like we're talking Skyrim, Oblivion, like they would most buildings you could go into, but when you hit the door, it loaded up a separate cell, and then now you were in the interior space, you couldn't see through the windows, you know, that kind Correct. of thing, and then you got loaded back out into the into the whole world. But
0: yeah, that's really interesting. That's really cool. Like, I, I don't think that there's any. I haven't heard anything that says that there's no loading screen. Okay. But I have heard that, um, the progression through, like CGI, uh, and story missions, and like where people start to talk, NPCs start to talk. Okay. Yeah. And to gameplay, there's nothing. It's a seamless. Oh, okay. That's um, cool. So. With me, to me, that says that you could, should be able to enter anywhere. Also, um, so that's why I'm saying it's it's a you're right. It's a bold claim that there is. Mm-hmm. But I mean, once again, though, it's like how many places are actually think of the Wild West. What were settlements? You didn't have sprawling cities and, no. and all of that. You had, you know, so it,
1: a big so I, a, a big town had like one strip or like maybe a maybe a, a crisscross. With, you know, the saloon and the general store and like the doctor and the dentist and the barber, like a couple of shops above them, above some of them, you would have some housing. And then other than that, it was just like people had their, their ranches, their farms, their, their pieces of land. So it wasn't, yeah, there are not these big concentrated building hubs. I mean, if there was a railroad went through it, like that was a big deal. Um, So I mean, that, I mean, yes, that makes sense. I imagine just wandering around the wilderness, we will come across a lot of camps with like tents and stuff yeah. like that. That's, that's um, what I'm thinking too. That's cool. Like, okay. Uh, so one of the bits that I've, that are, that has been advertised is that your the gang has its own camp that yes. to me feels like a thing
0: that you can upgrade and make a better, <laughs> right? Like I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping yeah. like there's not been a lot of, there's been a lot of information, but there's never been, there's not a lot of detail. Like, I think it's the, I think what they've done is that they can. Rockstar came out and said, "We can either have very condensed versions of this is what we're going to tell people, mm-hmm. and then people get to fun, go and fun and explore it, or we can have ten different trailers and explain every single thing, and then that aspect of like making it your own." People already have this preconceived notion. Like, they're trying yeah. to make it your own. Yeah. So, and I think that's why they went down to a condensed version. Like, they said a whole shit ton of information in their trailers, but they were very vague in their trailers.
1: Yeah. And they didn't show any gameplay. That's been, like, their hallmark is they show um,
0: story well, see, stuff. That's what, they're, that's what they're toting is that everything that you saw was gameplay. Oh. Okay. Okay. But, like, I know what you're saying. It's like yeah. I didn't see any hub or HUD or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't see, okay, he's going to take you from this mission to this mission and yeah. go on. It was all looked like it was all story. Like, was it all cuts?
1: Like, it seemed like it was all cutscene. which, yeah. you know, I don't know. Um, the other – another bit was your relationship with your horse. <laughs> Have you heard about the horse stuff?
0: Yeah, supposedly, like, the, the more that you use it, or the better that you treat it, and feed it, and all of that, and you can yeah. brand it, or you can color it, or something like that. Like,
1: I just, uh, something about the, um, like, grooming it was a thing. Like, yeah. like, when you get back to your camp, you want to take the saddle off, and you want to brush it down, and, and that forms a bond with the animal that then will, increase its stats you know essentially gameplay wise it'll increase its stats so like the better you treat your horse the better it, the better it will treat mm-hmm. you and I, i've always in games even in, in assassin's creed it bothers me you just jump on any horse and they all act exactly the same right like yeah maybe one's a little faster than the other but usually you can't even tell i i like this idea of treating your horse as another character as like a as like a um like a follower, like an NPC follower or something, instead of just a, a living vehicle, right? Horse vehicle. Correct. Um, I, I really, really like that. I I like the idea of like, oh yeah, I did this and this with my horse, and your or you know if it's a or like oh yeah, that horse died, so now my horse is this horse, you know, like if you're going to get in a gun battle, you got to park your horse like a couple houses down. Cause you don't want your horse getting shot. Right. Like yeah. that should be a worry. It's not just, Oh, the horse got shot. I'm just going to jump on this other horse instead, or I'm just going to whistle. And the horse is going to just appear behind me. You know, it'd, it'd be nice if like, you know, you've got to remember and like the horse does its own thing. And like that, just the, all the horse stuff sounds interesting. I even, um, there was there's a small this is a small leak and this is just a funny thing. There's a small leak somebody showed the horse pooping. <laughs> and I got very excited because <laughs> it it looked like a it looked like a good little animation. It looked like fun. It reminded me of uh Metal Gear Solid Five or the horse you press a button and the horse dookies and that's fun. <laughs> Anyways
0: uh, <laughs> horse poop confirmed. <laughs> uh horse poop confirmed. Uh hashtag confirmed. <laughs> don't um, don't do that and <laughs> not doing it um, i well I think that also goes into the other thing and I think this will be the last thing we talk about before we get into our next topic um, is um, the you have to be you have to be seriously aware of your surroundings um, if you've been rolling in mud or whatever you're going they're saying that you're going to smell um, you have to eat you have to take care of your guns like if you go through a wa- if you go through water all the time, your guns will rust up, and they will affect oh. your accuracy and all of that. Interesting. So you have to, yeah. So you have to maintain that. Um, if you go into a cold environment, because supposedly there's mountains and there's snow. If you go into mm-hmm. a cold environment, you have to get clothing that you know is like a coat or a jacket or heavier clothing um, that oh, you wow. have to have. Uh, so you have to prepare for where you're going. The other thing too is that you're only allowed to hold. What you're able to hold, like in real life. Oh, like that's great. Not, yeah. So, like, you know, in, in Grand Theft Auto, you had that weapon wheel where it's like, oh, now I just pulled out a minigun out of my hand. <laughs> exactly. You know, and no, that's not a joke for my penis. But, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I call it my pea shooter. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you ever watch Dr. Horrible sing along blog? Oh, man, years with ago, Patrick Harris years ago. Yeah, I don't remember one of the, much still of it. one of the best lines. And everybody knows this line. Everybody knows where I'm going to be coming from. This is when Dr. Hammer's talking to him. He's like, and tonight I'm going to show her the hammer. and He walks off screen, <laughs> comes back. Says, the hammer is my penis.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that part. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, um, that's beautiful. So
0: like so like you don't have a weapon wheel in this. You know, if, if you have two holsters, all you can hold is two holsters. And it right. depends on those type of holsters. If you have two handgun holsters, you can only hold two handguns. Right. Uh, if you have uh, you know, a rifle holster, you can hold a rifle holster. Or you can hold a rifle. That's it. Or a shotgun or whatever it is. Yeah. Um bow and arrow? So I don't know. I, I think there is a bow and arrow in there too I mean, and all would, of that. So it would make sense so, hunting and stuff. Yeah. Correct. So I mean I think it would it's it's going to be very interesting. Um on that, you know, supposedly your hair grows and your beard grows. So, and know, I mean, I mean, it's just those little things, but it's yeah. those little things that Rockstar has done over the course of what they've done or for past games. Uh-huh. And that's what's made them powerhouse. That's what's made them a powerhouse studio. Yeah. Um, it's just those little things that we're going to find. So that's what I'm really, really excited about. Um, now with that, so that comes out this Friday of where we're recording. Um, or the time of the time that we're recording that comes out Friday, uh, we will be on playing online. Uh, so if you want to join our outlaw game, uh, join our Discord and we'll figure out how to get you on. Mm-hmm. So, um, but our next thing that we're going to get into, and with it being Halloween coming up, yeah, we wanted to go over our top three scariest games that we've ever played. Boo. So I'm not sure how you want to do this. You want to go three and. Three, three, two, 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 one, one. Or do you want to give yours and I'll give mine? Uh, let's go.
1: Um, why don't you give yours and then I'll give mine.
0: Okay. Yeah. So the first game that I'm going to talk about and you, and you got to promise you cannot laugh at me. Okay. Okay. I promise. So, so this game came out in April 1st of 1993 now I was born in '93, and um, I lived in a house that we really didn't watch a lot of horror movies, and we didn't really, you know, I wasn't allowed to. But you were born in '93. I'm sorry, I was born in '83. Okay, I was gonna say the game. The game came out in '93. I okay. was born in '83. Okay, got it. Um, but when it came out, I was still nine years old. Like my bur- my birthday hadn't passed, so I was nine okay. years old. Got I it. was never really exposed to horror movies. I never really watched them. I think the the, the scariest horror movie I ever watched was, and I don't even think it was a horror movie, was The Crow. Ah, okay. Um, okay. So my father installs a CD-ROM. He got a computer and he installed an actual CD-ROM drive. Uh-huh. Okay. And the game that came with it was The Seventh Guest.
1: I've heard of this game.
0: And basically is you are in this house and you are following all these other people around. And there's just scary things that happen and the music was scary and I just, uh, it just, uh, it just scared the shit out of me. I don't know <laughs> why I hated when my father would play it. Um, when he would play it, I would go upstairs. I could not be, I couldn't even be in the same room when he was playing it. Wow. Cause it just scared me. Like the whole beginning of it, it was like, Um, this one guy, he was, um, he was like a doll maker, but the dolls like cause kids to get sick and all of that, that he would, the, I, I, it was just so, it was so messed up. Um, uh, Henry Stolf, um, was, um, was the guy that made it and you basically go to his mansion and you follow these other people around and you do different tasks and all of that. And I just... I couldn't handle it. I what? couldn't handle it. What type was my of, number three. What huh? what type of
1: game was it? Was it like a adventure, like a click, like a point and click? What? Yeah, it was like
0: point and click. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. Um. So you would go to different rooms and you would have to do different puzzles in each room and then each thing would give you like a scenario and you would see people die. Like I remember there was one time I did glance at it. My dad was in the kitchen and he clicked on the pot and like a, a hand came out of the pot and, and all of that and... <laughs> Creepy. I mean, it was. I mean, now. I mean, I would look at it and be like, "How in the hell was I scared?" Of I was. I, I scared. The, it scared the shit out of me, and I hated it. <laughs> um, the the sequel to it was called The Eleventh Hour, and I I didn't. I don't even can't even tell you what that one's about. Okay. Because um, I just stayed away from it. Um, number two is a game called Siren for the PlayStation Two. Siren. I have not heard of that one. Okay, so Siren, you you went through this, uh, the village of uh, Hanuda and basically um, everything was done by like the butterfly effect. Okay. So like everything that you did would affect everything else. Uh-huh. Um, and basically the, you possess the power of like psychic ability. Um, and like there's something like you walk around, like it's so weird, like it's so like, uh, I don't want to call it like snow, like if you're watching TV, snow, but like okay. it was so dark, like when you're walking around and sure. like when you look through binoculars or whatever, it was like that straggly thing. And you would just see like these, like these kids or these characters would just be walking around and they're just kind of like ruthless zombies, but they were just, um, it was, I, I can't even describe it. It was just like <laughs> you would walk through this, um, Well, here, I'll set set the plot. Uh, It's hard to describe it, so I'll just read it from from Wikipedia. I just pulled it up. So Siren is set in a Japanese village named Hunada. With strong religious beliefs important in the area, the locals keep to themselves, and they have sought to keep Hunada isolated from the outside world. Following the interruption of a ritual ritual near Hunada, a a subsequent uh, Subsequent. earthquake, yes, earthquake, sorry, I can't read, the village teeters between time and space with an infinite sea of red replacing the mountain's territory. The crux of the story focuses on the efforts of His, Hisako Yo, the leader of a, of a local religion, to resurrect or reawaken a god through a ceremony. The siren of the, the, siren of the title is the gods call summoning Hunada's re, uh, residents to immerse themselves into the red water, thus creating an army of subordinate called Shibutu. Uh, the Shiburu then go on building a nest that the house of the gods of the corporal form once it's summoned, as we as well as killing and converting any remaining humans left in Hanada. The story is told through the perspectives of ten survivors, some of which whom are natives to Hanada and is present out of chronological order over three days in which the plot takes place. So that's what I was saying is like huh. you like are these different characters and you and it's through this three days that you watch the story. So you kind of keep replaying the story mm-hmm. over and over with these different characters. And it's so freaky. It really <laughs> is freaky.
1: That that reminds me of the Did you ever watch Lost? Uh no. no. I know what Lost. you're talking about though. Okay.
0: Yeah, they the
1: when the, the plane crashes in Lost, spoilers for the first five minutes of Lost, um, they, they revisit that same plane crash from different people's perspectives over and over throughout the course of the series and you kind of learn more about, you know, stuff and you could see the other people. And, and so whenever a game does something like that, it's kind of what I think of if they just show the same thing from different perspectives. And it's, it's an interesting uh, storytelling technique. I like it.
0: Yeah. So that one, that one just kind of free. That one kind of played with my head a little bit. Okay. Okay. And then my last and number one scariest game, and people are going to laugh at me for this one, but I, I thought it was scary. Was a game called Obscure. Never heard of it. Uh, PlayStation Two again. Okay. Uh, came out in 2005, and basically you control five different teenagers as they explore their school and battle a number of different types of infected students. The students discovered that the enemies are sensitive to light, with direct sunlight being able to destroy them. Flashlights helps uh, help to slightly weaken their foes, um, but you still have it to attack, and you gotta you gotta shoot. Uh, students later come across Herbert who has killed a teacher by seeking the cure himself of the infective caused by Herbert's experiments Herbert Swim Leonard sees his dead brother and becomes angry he murders the teacher and then leaves the teenagers to defeat the biggest mutant yet and then after defeating them they return to the gym and inject themselves with the cure so i basically gave away the whole game but um, <laughs> how dare you <laughs> but i mean it's so old but like you di- you definitely you play by you play as um, five different playable characters, but you can always have somebody else controlled by the computer join you on other ones. Okay. Um, it was just, it was like a top down. I don't want to say it was a top down. It was like like if you take a top and then you just slightly like turn it. So, uh, so like if you're like in the corner, view. it's isometric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you would just go around and you would go and do these different puzzles and things would just jump out and it was it was freaky. So. Those are mine. So the 7th got the Siren and Obscure.
1: Wow. Okay. Uh yeah, I I have not played any of those. So that's that's interesting. I'm glad I I never did. So cause now I'm less scared in life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's my 3. Ready? Uh okay, number th- go. number 3. Uh Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice.
0: Okay. Do you know? I what, haven't played that, um, but I heard that it messes with your head.
1: Yeah. And so, so this game, I, uh, I played it, I played it on PC and it is, it's a story about mental illness, essentially. Um, and very, very rarely does a game pull that off well. It just something comes across as being crazy. Like it's it's very binary uh-huh. in in a lot of games. Like you're crazy, you're nuts, or you're fine. This one, your main character, the player, the the character that you're playing as, the uh, Senua, um, you are in her head, right? You're playing; she's in front of you. It's it's a it's a third person thing, but you hear and you see what she sees, and she sees things, and but more importantly, she hears things. She has voices in her head that are constantly talking to her, and they did a really they did like. The best audio I've ever heard in a video game because when you play it wearing headphones, it sounds like people are just standing or one person with multiple voices are just all around your head whispering at you. And she's she's narrating the game like, you know, she the whole thing is she's taking her. I think her husband's head into the afterlife like she's physically taking it there. Um it's been a while since I've played and I never finished the game. It was one of those where I was like, "Oh, this is t- so intense. I got to come back to it later." And I just haven't. Um but the, the whole time she's like, "I'm I'm doing this for these reasons." And then in her head it's like, "No, you're not. You're failing. You're no good." Like just a constant wow. barrage into your into your head. And so you really get into the mindset of this person and what they're dealing with. And the the game does have a lot of puzzles and combat is is okay. Um, it, it's very much like now combat's happening. Now combat is over. Like it's... It, the thing yeah. about... I mean, the other little bit of the game is that you have a limited number of lives and they don't tell you how many you have. Every time you die, um, you, a, a bit of your arm turns starts turning black and the voices in your head talk about like if the sickness gets to your head, you'll die forever. And so like you die... And there's a cut scene and you see the black grow a little bit and then you just kind of restart from your last save point and the black, you know, stays there. And so that's just so th- that's the other like kind of horrifying part of the game, I guess, is that uh-huh. you don't know when your the death is your last death. Right. So every time uh-huh. you're in combat, it feels more real because you know you only have a limited you can't just keep going until you figure out like oh i keep fighting this boss until i figure out its pattern okay now i can beat it no because every time you die like the game might end you you don't know how many lives you have so that kind of adds the sense of urgency and the sense of realism to the game um as the voices are whispering that you're going to fail in your head and the visuals are amazing it's this whole like Norse underworld um, kind of Celtic thing going on. It's it's cool. It's a really awesome game. And it's not like jump scare scary, but it's you get into this other world and it's just, it's creepy and it's different and you don't know when it's going to end. And you're, you've got voices in your head and it's very real. It's, it's just kind of this incredible experience type game.
0: I, I heard that that game, it does just from the the, the audio. Like they say to
1: play it with headphones on. Oh, for Um, for a thousand percent, yes, that's the only way to play it. Yeah. So, so okay, number two. Uh, Number two, and this one, this one's gonna come out of left field a bit. Gone home. Did you ever play Gone
0: Home or know what that is? No, I don't even know what it is.
1: Okay, it might be a, uh, might be a PC. No, it's not only on PC. Uh, I'm going to look it up real quick because I should have the wiki article up, and now I have. Uh, let's see. Gone Home was developed by the Fulbright Company. Um, let's see. It's on Linux, uh, Windows, OSX, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch. And it came out in 2016, 2013 on Windows.
0: It, it just got released on Switch.
1: Yeah, just on, in September. It just got released on Switch. And it is essentially a walking simulator uh-huh. where you, you come home. You, you've been away at school. And you come home and your parents should have met you there and your younger sister should have been home, but nobody's home. And so you're kind of, it sounds so boring, but you're walking around this house trying to piece together what happened and why they aren't there. And the game, it's slight, slight spoil. If this is a game that sounds interesting and you've never played it before, like fast forward a couple minutes because you don't want anything ruined. I'm going to do very, very minor spoilers. Um, but essentially you're going around, you're solving little puzzles and you're getting pieces of story. But the vibe of the game is that something horrible happened. And at any moment you're going to turn the corner and like find a dead body or a corpse. And you just don't know. It's just, you're in this big empty house and like you as the character know like this, this, what this is your home. You've just been away, but like something happened. Like you, you walk in and it's, you know, you, you, forgot your keys and so you have to like do this little puzzle where you have to find like oh you have to lift up the rock and the keys under it and you got to do all that and you get inside and and your character's like hello hello where's everybody and you look around and it's like you know just nobody's home but then like you look over like the chair a chair's knocked over but that's it you're like that's weird why is that chair knocked over And then you go down the hallway and it's like these little things are like a little bit off. And as the story progresses, as you progress through the house and as more of the story unfolds, you get this really sinking feeling that by the time you get to the very end of this, it is not going to go well. And so the entire game just has this sense of, you know, exploration and dread all rolled into one and there's uh gameplay wise it's like a walking simulator and a puzzle and a puzzle game because you're just like you you come to a room the door's locked and oh how do i find the key or to go around here and you know figure things out and it's it's just a house it's not like a creepy mansion it's just a a big Mm -hmm. house um but there's some hidden things and there's some secrets that you come across and you start to learn things about your parents that you never knew and, uh, and then you come across audio logs like tapes from somebody who like talks about um, what is happening leading up to whatever happened that made your parents and, and sister leave. Right. So mm. it, I don't want to give away any more than that. I've been very vague on it, but it's 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 a game that'll take you maybe four or five hours to play. Right. It's not a, it's not an overly long thing, but it's, a, it's like an experience game. I've only played it once. I'll only ever play it once. I don't need to play it again. Um, right. but I highly recommend it. And it, just for its sense of dread of like, where is this story? This is not going to end well. You just have that unsettling feeling the entire time. The puzzles yeah, are good. I'm,
0: I'm looking at photos right now of it, of just different parts of the game, and it looks freaky.
1: Yeah. And it's like, it never, so. I mean, it's not it's not a spoiler because it never happens. But throughout a lot of the game, I thought something paranormal was going to happen, but it never did. But it felt like it was going to like every like if if like a ghost had popped out suddenly, it wouldn't have surprised uh-huh. me at all. But it's just that you think it's going to happen, but it never does. And so you just kind of again, just kind of on edge the entire time. It's, it's a very interesting game. I highly recommend it to uh, anybody who wants to like have that kind of experience once (laughs) right like this isn't a replayable game but it's it's cool
0: nice all right nice so number one
1: number one um
0: the forest i've heard about it i've always wanted to play it but then i've (laughs) always heard that it's a horrible game it's it is and it isn't so
1: the forest is let's see i don't know it's on um it's through, I got it on Steam. Let's see, it's on the, the PlayStation 4 and Windows are the only two places that it's available right now. Uh, it's on Steam. It's got a 9 out of 10 and Google users 97% like the game. Um, the, the thing is, I started playing The Forest when it was, uh, early access. So I got, I got, you know, very early builds of the game. I I was playing it, you know, years ago, it feels like. Initial release date was 2014. I think that's about when I got it. It was several years back. Um, and now I think it's in a final state or close to a final release. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but essentially what happens, the, the game starts, you're on an, an airplane, you've got your son sleeping next to you, and then the plane crashes and, and it's like a series of flashing lights and things happen. You wake up and some weird naked dude picks up your son and takes him away and you pass out. And then you wake up and you play the game. And so you're on an island. It's called the forest because this island is just like a giant forest. Uh-huh. And the forest is is really well done. Um, it's not like, it doesn't look like Red Dead Redemption 2 forest, but it's a really good, really well done forest. And in the fact that leaves move branches move uh leaves fall from the ground there are birds flying around there is a lot of movement which which is rare in a lot of video games to, to see the background moving so much and the reason why they did this is because as you're playing little critters little little creepy people will dart and run around and try to attack you so as you're playing the game and essentially it's a survival game right so you go out mm-hmm. you find a stick you find a rock you go into your inventory you make a hammer you know you start you know or make an axe you start chopping down trees and the tree chopping mechanic is is excellent because you don't just hit a tree until it falls you have to hit it and go around the the trunk until you've got all the pieces and then it falls over and then it kind of does a thing where then it like loads like logs on the ground that then you can pick up and move okay. around
0: so like you can't have it fall and like fall onto your settlement um
1: it it can but it doesn't do any damage i think okay. the, the the main thing is that it's not like you hit something and then it like dissolves and then now you have wood in your inventory it you chop a tree until it falls down and so it takes time and it takes noise and you want and this is something behind you right now like that's that's what the game is doing so it's a survival game you have to worry about sickness you have to worry about sleep you have to water food all those things so you're running around this forest you uh you find different campsites and things are messed up you can find these um this like tribal uh creatures whatever it is you can find their areas and they've taken people's bodies and just mutilated them in in awful ways that's very creepy to come across and It's just, it's just, uh, survival and there's a day night cycle and you have to be on your guard at all times, right? Like there is the only thing that scares them away is fire. And when you start the game, you have a, you have a big lighter and then you can build things. Like you can build bonfires. You can build fires on stakes to like surround your area, but that's the only thing that will scare them away. Otherwise they'll just keep coming at you. And so Mm -hmm. it's very creepy. It's very uh, again, like, you're playing and like any kind of movement, you're like, what was that? What was that over there? Like, is that one of them? And they're very quiet until they get close to you. So, and so you're
0: in constant paranoia. Constant
1: paranoia. And, and, and they will come up to you. They'll, they'll, they will demolish you in a couple of hits. Like it's, and, and so the first time they kill you, they quote, kill you, you wake up suspended upside down in a cave that's pitch black. Uh huh. And you, um, you like reach down, like your hatchet had fallen down. And so you, you pick it up and you cut yourself down and now you're in some cave system and you have to, again, just survive. Like that's your one chance. The next time they kill you, they kill you for good. And in this cave, there's a bunch of other people that are hanging and body parts. And there are also like creepy non-human entity things there. Um, that's kind of higher tier. And I haven't played the game enough to kind of get to that place. um, but man it's creepy it's it's one of those mm-hmm. games where i'm like i'm going to play i'm going to play some forest and then, like after about an hour, I'm like, "Ooh, okay, I'm done. Like, I I I'm need done to playing the forest. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna put it down for a while because, like, I I really enjoy. It. And you can play on like pacifist mode or something where the enemies aren't there. And in that case, it's just a nice survival game where like you have to find food and you have to cook it and you and you can like catch yeah. rabbits and there's wildlife and there's all this stuff and you can build a little cabin and do all that kind of stuff. And that part is like super fun. It's a really nice little survival game it's when the creepy things come out and you have to like watch your back and like figure out like, I need to build a bow. I need to have something better than this dumb ax to try to kill them with yeah. like, oh, it's, and then they that's get funny. you. And the next thing you know, you're hanging upside down in a cave and yeah. So that's, that's the awesome. forest. Yeah. Um, I've got a couple of runners up real quick. I wanted to go over that didn't make the cut because originally we were good. Okay. We we're doing top five. So um, two others uh, outlast, Okay. I I bought that and I think I played about 20 minutes, put it down and went, nope, not playing any more of this. Too creepy. Yeah, I think creepy. I played
0: about 5 minutes of it.
1: Yeah. Uh again, they they do the thing where it's pitch black, but you have a video camera and you can uh-huh. see things through the really grainy uh like lens of the camera, it, but then the batteries will run out. Like that that was just too much for me. I was like, no, yeah. I just that's too no. No thank you. <laughs> no thank yep. you. Um
0: if I if I had to pick my one I have one runner up. Yeah. Um and the only reason that I didn't put it in there um is because I have never actually purchased the game. Okay. I've only played the demo on the PlayStation VR. Oh, okay. And I'm too scared to buy the game. <laughs> what game is that? And that's it's called Here They Lie. Here They Lie. Okay. Like you you you're in a sewer. And you're walking around, and like there's one, and obviously it's VR, so it's you're looking all around. Sure. And it's dark, and you only see shadows, and you hear creepy things. Like I walked into one room, and there's a thing that I didn't even know what it was. It just attacked me out of nowhere, it like just jumped at me. <laughs> so like I was like, nope, nope, nope. N- nope. I, I want to play it, but nope. <laughs> I-, I I like I like having clean pairs of underwear. You know? <laughs> yeah. I so.
1: when it when it comes to both video games and and movies. I, I don't, I don't like jump scares. I think they're cheap. Like, yes, they scare you, but they're really kind of easy to do, and it's not that fun. I, I like the more like, creeping dread like the 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 horrific part of horror games and so like outlast waiting
0: for something to happen and it doesn't necessarily happen but then when it does you're scared out of your gourd exactly
1: exactly so like outlast to me was too jump scary like any like it's every single second it felt like something was going to jump out at me like i don't need that in my life (laughs) like my heart rate is fine where it's at right now um but like the forest you got that paranoia that sense of dread even it's same thing with, uh, with Hellblade. It's got that anxiety kind of with the game. Um, gone home again, the sense of dread like something bad has happened, like in, in a more story context than in a gameplay context. Yep. Um, but my last one that I wanted to talk about real quick was Project Zomboid,
0: which never it, heard of it.
1: It's a, it's still an early access, uh, through Steam. It is a, um, it's a zombie survival game where, you it's a it's a isometric game a lot of the graphics are 2d or they might be 3d now again i've been i've played it for a long time there's been a lot of iterations but you you wake up and it's been like the zombie apocalypse has happened and now you're just like a dude and you have stats and all that kind of stuff um but it's a game like the game starts with you know the the zombie apocalypse happened you know these are all the bad things that are happening this is the story of how you died And then the game starts. So, like, the game knows, like, you're not gonna make it. Like, this is just about surviving as long as possible. And again, you have to worry about food and water and all that kind of nonsense. But in the game, like, running around, and something I've never seen in any other game is that your character can get scared. So, they have these little things called moodlets that, that show up on the side of, of the, of the screen. And they're like, like a hunger would be like a little sad face with like a stomach or something or like a fork and knife, right? And so uh-huh. it, it, it's, it's shorthand for knowing what your character is feeling. Well, if you round a corner and suddenly there's a zombie there, they get like this scared moodlet where like suddenly they, they're freaking out. And so like that affects gameplay. And then there's, there's a lot like sound is a huge thing in that game. Like you have to be very, care like you don't run in that game you walk you creep around corners you if you run they're coming after you if you are trying to break into a house and you break a window too loud they're coming after you like you have to be very very careful in that game and just just like it's it's almost like a control thing like uh like your controls which reminds me of like resident evil the the ps1 resident evil where part of the reason why that game was so scary is because the controls were bad like you like, I gotta move. Yeah. Like, how do I like? There's a the the camera's not moving. Like, which direction do I? Oh, I'm dead, you know. And yep,
0: yep, yep. So I
1: remember, this game has some of that in it, where it's like, how do I control? Because it's you like, there's like a walk a button, but then there's also like a direction button. You also can only see in your cone of vision, so you're constantly like spinning, like turning around. Because wherever you're looking, you can see what's there. And, like this nice triangular cone of vision, but when you look away from whatever it is. Anything that's not a building slowly just fades away. So if zombies are walking at you and you turn away from them, they just slowly fade away to being invisible because you're not looking at them and you don't know where they are. It's it's an interesting game. It's I didn't it didn't quite make the list because I haven't played it that much and it's very kind of niche and it's not that scary, but there are some really like scary parts of it. It's it's an interesting game.
0: Okay, and it's I got to check that out.
1: Still still early access. They're still doing like. The last couple of months, they added um, vehicles to the game. So, and it's very, okay, what's the last part I want to say about this? It's very real to life in the fact that you have a car, you need to find the car keys. Where are the car keys? There's no quest to find the car keys. Look in the houses nearby to see if the car keys are there. Or you just kill the zombie, loot its body, there's some car keys on it. Well, which car does this go to? Doesn't tell you. You know, in in the game, that those keys match one car. So like, it, it's it, just like in real life. If You would like knock somebody down and take the keys out of their pocket. You don't know where they live. You don't know where their car is, right? Like you just have these keys. So sometimes you find the keys in the car. You turn the car on. It is extremely loud, and all the zombies all across the neighborhood will immediately run at you. Um. So yeah. Anyway, it's it's a very interesting game. It's it's cool.
0: You gotta send me a link for that, or I gotta remember that. That that's that actually I kind of want to check that out. Project Zomboid. Yeah, check it out. Cool. Cool. Well, I think that will do it for us this week. Um, first off, just wish everybody a happy Halloween uh, because we probably you probably won't hear from us until after that. So uh, happy Halloween. Be safe. Um, all of that. Um, and, uh, you know, check us out anywhere that you find uh, podcasts. Like I said, you uh, join our Discord. Our link is right there. Um, right there, uh, you know, on the iTunes or the Google or go to Podbean and you'll find us out there. Uh, join our discussion. If you want to hear something, you want to, uh, have a suggestion for a show topic, please let us know. We'll gladly accept those and put that in. Um, but once again, I think, uh, we'll be good. Um, I cannot wait to be a cowboy this weekend.
1: (laughs) It's going to be so much fun.
0: So much fun. Um, but no, have a good week and, uh, talk to you guys later. Bye.